The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Little warning here at the start of the episode. This is not an episode for kiddos. So if you are listening with kids in the car, maybe tune in at a different time or pop in an earbud. But uh, just a little warning about little ears. My two-year-old repeats everything, so I feel like I'm always uh, more aware than ever of what is coming out of my mouth. Today, I want to talk about compulsive overconsumption, and specifically, I want to talk about something I'd like to do with the book Dopamine Nation. I told you guys a couple months ago that I wanted to do a book hub episode on this book, Dopamine Nation, but... Though I want to talk about it today, I don't want to dive into the book the way that I would on any other book club episode because what I want to do is host a really casual discussion group of the book inside the Primal Potential Facebook group. So no like webinars, no reading schedule, but I think that this is something that it would be really amazing to go through and dive into, chat about, talk about strategies around in a community. So I want to invite you to do that with me inside of the Primal Potential Facebook group. It's such a fascinating book, And I think everybody could get a lot out of it, but especially anybody who deals with overeating or overspending or uh, binge watching TV and also anybody who's in a place of influence over little kids. Because not only do I think these behaviors, this compulsive overconsumption and this dopamine addiction, not only do I think that it's impacting every single one of us, I think we're teaching it to our kids unintentionally. When we talk about compulsive overconsumption, I would dare say at least 90% of us experience this with our devices, with our phones, our tablets, our TVs, our smartwatches, anything like that. And, And more than half of us experience compulsive overconsumption with food. And then there are those of us who experience it with shopping or alcohol or marijuana or pills or porn or something else, this idea of compulsive overconsumption. And the thing is, where I think this is 
most insidious is that it's so normalized and so accessible that we hardly even realize it's a problem. It's become our norm. And in a lot of cases, it's become a societal norm. What is driving it and what I mean, it's sort of a a vicious cycle. I can't really indicate like a start point because it, it fuels itself is dopamine addiction. So dopamine is a chemical that's involved in the pleasure center of our brain and it acts on the brain to make you feel things like pleasure or satisfaction, which can be very different than pleasure. You know, you get a text message and you might not think of that as like a checking that message as an activity that drives pleasure, but there is something satisfying about, I saw the alert, I responded to it, that message is read, or the same thing if you see a notification on Instagram or Facebook, it gives you satisfaction. And so dopamine is involved in things that make you feel pleasure, satisfaction, drive, and because everything around us is now designed to touch that pleasure center in our brain. Social media apps are designed to do this. When Netflix releases a television show and instead of having one episode every Thursday, all the episodes in a season are available at once, that is because of the way our brains work and because it wants to play into this dopamine thing that has you watching one and then it just starts rolling into the second one before you can really contemplate It's automatic. You don't even have to do anything. And you're into a second episode and a third episode. And the same thing is true with food. Hundreds of millions, probably billions of dollars are spent making food hyper palatable so that we want more so that it overrides our sense of satiety. And all of these things are just one dopamine hit after another dopamine hit after another dopamine hit. And we live by dopamine and we become addicted to it. We're not content to be bored, to be by ourselves, to not have something in our ears or in our eyes or in our mouths. We just need constant entertainment, constant stimulation. There are a lot of problems with this, but when we look at high dopamine activity, which is something we're all exposed to and dealing with. It's linked to anxiety. It's linked to feeling jittery or chaotic or overwhelmed. It's linked to higher feelings of stress. It's linked to insomnia and aggression. And I believe it's a factor in why folks are overweight. I believe it's a factor in the increased prevalence of anxiety and depression. I know that it's a factor in people feeling discontent in their relationships, especially marriage relationships. And so I want to have a a broader conversation and kind of workshop this book casually together inside the Facebook group and look at where we see these patterns in ourselves, where we see we're demonstrating or teaching or allowing these patterns in our kids, and most importantly, what we are doing to create changes. Now, I mentioned that this book isn't for little ears and I want to reiterate that because there's a at the start of this book Dopamine Nation, the author is telling a story about one of her patients and her patient came to her for essentially like a sex addiction um and specifically masturbation. And 
I'm reading it and, and the author even acknowledges like you might be reading this going like, whoa, that's intense. Like, geez, that's over the top. And and it and I feel that I, I definitely felt that when I was reading it because it was this this constant drive and this need for more and more and more and more and more stimulation in an area that isn't a struggle for me. And so it's easy to be like, oh, gosh, that's not me. Oh, geez, that sounds crazy. But what really stood out to me is that we all have that. And as I'm reading this, that feels very unrelatable. I'm realizing that that's the same thing I would do with food when I would plan out a binge or when I would make sure that, you know, I might want something salty and crunchy. I might want something sweet. I might want something chocolatey, but I might want something that's like not chocolatey, that's more fruity. It's no different. And that is happening more and more and more. And people are feeling that they can't break out of it. And they're in these patterns and they're with these struggles for decades and decades and decades. It felt really timely when I was reading the book um, for the first time a couple months ago, because uh, we don't let our kids have a tablet. Now, we do utilize the TV and uh, there's a number show on Netflix that I put on for the girls and Roman loves Cars 3. And we definitely utilize that. But and I was having a conversation about this with my girlfriend when it's in their hand and they can control it and swipe and never be bored and always have this control over the next stimulation and the next stimulation and the next stimulation, not this video, the next video, the next one. No, I don't like this. I want this. And it's a very different kind of stimulation than me sitting down when I was two and watching Lassie. You know, <laughs> it's a very different thing. And so we've made the decision that our kids won't have tablets and certainly won't have phones for a very long time. Our kids are really young, though. And in large part, that decision is because of the way that phones and tablets drive dopamine addiction. The same thing is available to us with any kind of media and social media and food and shopping, this dopamine addiction, pleasure, 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 so much so that it starts to just be normal and we don't even see it as our inability to be with ourselves, our inability or unwillingness to be bored or to sit with temptation and not react to it. And this is a problem. We all have something. For some of you, it's social media. For some of you, it's food. For some of you, it's both. For some of you, it's television. And I believe a big part of it is recognizing where that is for you. It feels easier to indulge than to practice self-control. It feels easier to grab your phone and open social media than to sit and be present with your kids. It feels easier to buy that thing from the Instagram ad than to tell yourself no. It feels easier to have the drink than to sit with the wanting. But what that does is it puts us in this state of constant dopamine, 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 and then thinking that a dopamine addiction is just how we feel. It's just who we are, this constant angst or irritability or overwhelm or intense sense of drive or temptation or, you know, needing something more. It's not normal and it's not healthy. And we can't teach this to our kids and expect them to thrive. Yeah, it might be easier to give your kid the tablet than to deal with the tantrum, but then you're just teaching them the same pattern of 
not knowing how to deal with discomfort, not knowing how to work through not having what you want in this moment. And I believe that we're raising a generation of people who are even more likely to be overweight, who are even more likely to be addicted to social media, who are even more likely to be anxious or depressed because we're not recognizing these patterns in ourselves. And then we're teaching that behavior to our kids, needing constant entertainment. You know, it's easy to see we tell ourselves like kids need to be bored and that's how they learn to be creative. But that never went away for adults. We need to be bored, but we're always listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube video or opening up Facebook or Instagram or watching something on Netflix. And God forbid we're not. We don't know what to do with ourselves. Constantly stimulated and wondering why we're anxious or depressed or overweight or broke or all of the above. It's this compulsive overconsumption and moreover, not recognizing that you're in that cycle or not having the tools to get yourself out of that cycle. So what I want to do, and I'd love for you to invite your friends, invite your coworkers, invite other parents that you know, invite your parents or your grown children into the Primal Potential Facebook group. I'll link it up in the show description to discuss this book and to talk about recognizing the behavior more easily in yourself, recognizing where you're teaching these things to your kids or your nieces or your nephew or your grandkids and changing it in yourself, breaking out of this cycle of constant need for pleasure or satisfaction, not knowing what to do or how to operate without it. So I think the book is really fantastic. I I am fighting back the the desire to dive into 20 different things I think are fascinating in it or different strategies. I want to have that be more of a, a community approach and a conversation. So I'm going to link in the show description to the Primal Potential Facebook group. It's a free group. You can leave it anytime. I'll also link to the book if you want to listen to it on audio or you want to read it. Um, There will not be any sort of formal like you have to read chapter one this week. I'm not a big fan of that sort of thing because somebody might hear this episode today and get the book and somebody might hear this episode three weeks after it airs and get the book. So I just want it to be a place where we talk about what we're recognizing in ourselves. And moreover, we talk about what to do differently, what to do differently with ourselves, what to do differently around food, what to do differently around social media. What do we want to change with our kids? Who's doing what? Who's trying what? What questions or challenges do you have? So I would love for you to join me. Uh, I'm going to start posting about it in the Facebook group right away. I think that this is a really important conversation area for those of us who want to create change in our own lives and live more fully and not be so controlled by desire and impulse. Um, And I think it's also really important for those of us who have influence over kids. So I will put the links in the show description. If you can't find them for any reason, just message me and I'll get them to you. I hope to see you in the Primal Potential Facebook group because we're going to talk about this stuff. I'll see you tomorrow.